Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Monday morning. I'm sure everybody's just so excited to get the day going and tickled to death that we've got reached another Monday. So, uh, majority probably are looking at the alarm clock thinking, oh Lord, why do I have to get up this morning? And too bad the weekends can't be far longer and the work week a whole lot shorter. So, at, um, was it... Uh, Henry Ford that developed the uh, eight-hour work day and 40-hour uh, work week. I was reading somewhere where they're wanting to, uh, pushing to shorten the work day and, uh, and increase money. I don't know how far that would actually go in productivity. But um, what it boils down to is you got a bunch of little whiny brats that don't want to work, and so they're trying to accommodate uh, uh, the... Uh, X, Y, and Z generations, whatever you want to call them. So, <laughs> anyway, see what we got going this morning here. We got Michelle Fox Harris, Miss Mousy herself, Tracy Little, Nicole Campbell, Campbell Barnett. I'll get out here in a second. Mike Hensley, Rusty Pauls, Karen Smith, Jennifer Honeycutt, Brandy Boyd Young, and Darlene Barker. Appreciate all you wonderful people for tuning in, and let's get our day going in the right direction. All right, let's do our Pledge of Allegiance, if we may. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Praise the Lord for that wonderful pledge that we get to live in such a wonderful country that so many are dying and to get into and i tell you what guys we've got a lunatic at the helm and uh he's he's running us uh, into the rocks of destruction without a doubt uh, i know everybody's really up in uh, arms and worried about uh, what's going on in ukraine with russia and they said that russia could be very brutal and now that's going to filter down to china and uh, north korea and so uh People see us as weak, and we are vulnerable for attack, And but we can live in fear, or we can understand that God's in control, and just lean on Him and trust that things are going to work out according to His uh, what He wants. So, uh, no need to be fearful, but it is, uh, it is concerning to see what's going on, and, uh, and everything's being played out. It blows my mind. Uh, I don't know how anybody can actually see what's going on and still want to um, vote Democrat or be a liberal. I just uh, don't get it, but oh well. <laughs> so well, let's look at our verses, this, this, our verse this morning. Let's see here. We get this pulled up. First uh, Peter 1, 15 through 16 says, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, since it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. All right. It's 1 Peter 1, 15 through 16. So, you know, my friends, I uh, was reading a little illustration this morning. It says, talking about uh, a kid who was taking his driver's test to get his license. I'm sure a lot of y'all remember that. I remember uh, taking my aunt's car and uh, passing my driver's exam by the skin of my teeth. I, uh, as far as the driving part, did fine. It's a stupid written test I didn't do so hot on. I, I, if I'd missed like one or two more, I'd have failed it. But then again, I didn't study either, so uh, I don't feel like it's too too bad. But uh, but nonetheless, the story goes where uh, the kid he uh, I mean he hits every mark, made a hundred percent on written, uh, did perfect in his driving, but he made one mistake. Right as the instructor started to get out, he went he the the boy sighed. He went, "Phew, I don't have to drive like that every time," you know. <laughs> 
course, the instructor looked at him like, what? You know, And, uh, you know, that's the problem, I think, with a lot of Christians. Uh, you know, they go to church, they put on a good front, and on the outward appearance and by the uh, way they carry themselves, uh, you would think that they were super Christians. But in reality, they're only putting on a facade in front of those who are watching. And uh, we have to be very careful about that. You know, what's sad is that the, the distinctive between Christians and those who are in the world are minimal, which is not a good thing. You know, as far as divorce rates go, even uh, among the highest uh, are cops and uh, doctors, and right behind that are pastors. A lot of the programming that people watch are very different. Uh, it's not much different at all between Christian and non-Christian. And I'll be honest with you guys, I mean, I know I may watch some things that, you know, you, people may say, well, I think we have a pastor would watch that. You know, maybe I need to be a little more uh, uh, careful with some of the things I do watch. But I, I ain't going to lie to you. How in the world anybody watch that Game of Thrones or that show Yellow Jackets is beyond me. That is just daggone pornography. I ain't going to know how you cut it. That's just what it is. And uh, I couldn't. I tried to watch that Game of Thrones. I'd turn it off. I thought it's just disgusting. And uh, that Yellow Jacket. Somebody was talking about how great it was. I couldn't even get through the first ten, twenty minutes. So I thought this is just vulgar. You know, I I don't get it. But anyway, you do what you got to do. I ain't putting you down. If you're watching this and that's the stuff you watch, then that's between you and the Lord. I ain't your daddy, and uh, and I ain't the uh, the God Squad. So you do what you got to do. But uh, I think we need to. You know, the problem is that we're not seeing a distinctive between Christianity and those who are in the world. And we need to be have a stark uh, contrast. We need to be completely different from those in the world in our thinking, our actions, and what we're doing. You know, when you look at, um, when you come to know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, you know, we, we talk about being redeemed. We, we talk about being sanctified. You know, we are sanctified in the fact that we are sanctified uh, positionally. You know, we are set apart. Remember that. We are set apart from those who are in the world. Whether we are, uh, uh, that, that makes us that distinctive, all uh, right, being set apart. So we're set apart positionally. Uh, we're set apart uh, progressively in the fact that we're constantly growing uh, or should be growing. Thanks, Lord. It's one of the things I've really been uh, uh targeting here lately is spiritual growth uh, because I thought there was just a lack of that uh, in our Christian community and you know and then but we need to be completely and perfectly sanctified so we can be more like Jesus Christ and that's something that we should our goal should be each and every day is striving to have that mind of Christ striving to put away the old self and striving to put on the new and being closer to Jesus Christ each and every day and I think we get so caught up in the world, we get caught up in, in uh, conversations maybe we shouldn't be a part of in the workplace, hearing jokes that maybe we shouldn't be laughing at in the school, the workplace, whatever it may be, that, you know, because there's a lot of times that, you know, before I became a pastor, that, um, hello, Angel Dixon, see if she just tuned in here, you know, that uh, I was in job situations and some guy would come up and want to tell some dirty joke, and, and there's times I'd be like, hey, listen, you know, I... I don't want to hear that. I'd walk off, you know. I don't want to be a part of that. And, uh, you know, you need to ask yourself, am I allowing worldly things to infiltrate my heart and mind more than I should? Or am I really taking a true stand for the things of Jesus Christ? And one way that we need to uh, be aware and how we need to conduct ourselves 
is anticipating the return of Jesus Christ. You know, if you're expecting a guest in your home, what do you normally do? I know my wife, she gets bent out. I don't care if it's her own mother coming to the house. She gets bent out of shape, and she wants to make sure everything is cleaned and straightened up and looks right because she doesn't want her mother fussing at her or, or any of her family members to think that she is nasty, and so she makes sure everything is put in its proper place, as most people do. Uh, I remember years ago, that's back when you could go door-to-door visitation. You know, I, I did a thing here a few years ago, say, hey, if you'd like for a pastor to come visit you, let me know. That's how many people signed up. <laughs> so they want you there at their house. But years ago, when Dad uh, was uh, you know, preaching at uh, Liberty Church of Brethren down the road here, I would go with him sometime to do visitations at different homes. And I would get tickled because he'd knock on the door, and you would hear dead silence for a second. And you could you tell they were seeing he was outside the door, and all of a sudden you'd hear all this scrambling and running and putting things up, and then they'd answer the door and say, "Oh, hi, Pastor," and they'd come in, you know. But they, you know, but when you're anticipating something, you want to make sure that you're on your best behavior, and that's what we need to do in regards to the things of the gospel. That we need to make sure that. Uh, our lives are right for Jesus, that we're anticipating his return. Therefore, we want to make sure we get, have our lives in order and that we are conducting ourselves the best way possible, anticipating Jesus. And because you know, we never know when that time may come. You know, I don't know, uh, you know, I can't tell you when Jesus is going to return because not even the angels in heaven know. And it could be at any time, at any moment, at any second, or I could drop dead right now and I'd be standing in the presence of the Lord. So we need to make sure that we are watching every area and every aspect. Are we perfect? No. There's, God's word's clear. There's none righteous, no, not one. We're not perfect. We'll never reach a state of perfection on this side of heaven. But until we get to heaven, we need to make sure that we are looking at things as, as a, a perfectly sanctified kind of attitude uh, in the fact that we're trying more and more to be completely like him. We're trying more and more to be completely like Jesus Christ. And you need to ask yourself, am I doing that? Am I putting off the old man? Am I putting on the new? Or is my conduct, actions, thoughts, and attitudes no different than those who are in the world? Remember, we've got to be that light in this world of darkness. We want to do those things that are going to draw people to Jesus Christ. If we're allowing anxiety to take over, fear to take over, depression to take over, sadness to take over, and then those in the world see that, and then they're thinking, well, why do I want God? They're no, They're as screwed up as I am. That's why it kind of goes back to what I was talking about yesterday in regards to dealing with fear and anxiety and dealing with trusting God and giving our all to him. That's, that's the whole reason why I did all that. And uh, because I want to encourage you to put your trust and faith in him and not allow the fears and the anxieties of this world to dominate and control you as well as the devil would like to have you to do. That's why you have to, to give it all to Jesus Christ, understanding that he is in control. And that's why we can read with all confidence God's words that if he is for us, who can be against us? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I, you know, uh, it's verses we have to repeat. I have to repeat in my mind over and over and over and over again. And, you know, when you see Christians walking around like they're the most sad, the most depressed of all people, you're thinking, what, what you know, the, maybe the devil's having victory in their lives. That he's robbed them of their joy and they're allowing it to happen. We can't allow that to happen, and we've got to push back. We have to fight in this battle to allow the peace of this past all understanding, the joy of Jesus Christ to fill our hearts and minds. So, you know, as I was talking about a little bit last night, you need to ask yourself, you know, uh, am I, you know take your, your spiritual pulse, so to speak, you know, figure out where you're at, and ask yourself, am I in a state of perpetual growth? Am I putting off the old me, or is there still things in my past that I'm still allowing to control and dominate me, 
and that I need to let go. You know, it's so easy that, you know, there's a lot of uh, the old me that creeps in. You know, so I was telling you when I first started in the ministry, it was a real struggle for me because my whole mindset, my thinking, looking, perceiving situations was completely different to what it should have been as someone who's in the ministry. And it's, it's been a real growing process and it's still a growing process on how to handle and deal things, deal with things and situations. But that just comes with growth, spiritual growth, uh, growing into full spiritual maturity. And you need to ask yourself, am I growing? Am I still acting like a baby Christian or acting like somebody who is, uh, it's not an act, it's your relationship with Jesus Christ. Is that being developed? Is that being nurtured or am I being stagnant? And that's where you need to ask yourself and that you're being completely, as God's word says, we are set apart. Are you showing and demonstrating an attitude of being set apart from those who are in the world? And that's where you're going to have to start getting to the nitty gritty, guys. We're in the we're in the end game now, so to speak. And uh, and I feel like we're in the last days. And so we need to make sure our house is in order, our lamps are full of oil, and we're are anticipating the groom to come for his bride. And you want to be like those who uh, uh, lamps were empty when they went to go get oil. The groom came, and when they come back, the doors were closed, and it was too late. And my friends, we want to make sure we're prepared and we are ready for Christ's return. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us each and every day to die of self. Let us be closer to you. Let us strive for the mind of Christ. Let us put away the old things. Let us strive for uh, to have that new creation of Christ Jesus as we are. And Lord, let us serve you well. And let us be show that we are separate and that we are the light of this world. And Lord, help us to be the salt to preserve what is right and holy. And Lord, if there's anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with all my brothers and sisters in Christ and be with them as they're going to work or school or wherever they're going. Keep them safe and well. Be with my daughter and my son and my wife as they're going to work and school. Keep them safe and well. Lord, I just pray that uh, you'll be with so many people, Lord Jesus, who are dealing with loss, who are dealing with um, diagnosis that could be very difficult to, to deal with. Uh, Lord, pray that you be with those who are fighting COVID. Lord, pray that you be with Ginger Hood and Troy and Linda David Feathers. Pray that you be with Larry and Donna Knight, Tony Peters, and so many others, Lord Jesus. Richard Haynes, and uh, bring healing upon him. Lord, be with us. Lead God in what trouble takes us till we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I appreciate you all for tuning in this morning. It's always a pleasure to be able to do these little devotionals. Hopefully, you will find some encouragement and it'll make your day go just a little bit better. I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.